0: Welcome into to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Ruto, Jesse, and Megan coming at you live. We looked at the West yesterday. We're going to get into the Eastern Conference today, which should be fun because the East actually did a lot of stuff, or at least a few teams in the East. So yeah, so, did.
1: yeah, yesterday was more of just like a who got the least worse and yep. out East. I mean, like kind of sticks with the theme of the, of the regular season. It's just like this arms race. There's a bloodbath in the East this year.
0: It, it It's weird too, because it did feel like not, it didn't feel like every team got better. I'll put it that way. It felt mm-hmm. like some teams got quite a bit worse and, Maybe a little bit of a changing of the guard in certain spots in the East. Uh, We can start with the Stanley Cup champs, though. Tampa Bay, obviously been a long time coming that it feels like they kind of have to take a step back. They move on from Andre Palat. Of course, they traded Ryan McDonough away as well. I think it's safe to say it was a step back, but how big of a step back do you think it was for Tampa?
2: I put Tampa in like my third tier, which is kind of where I had the Avs in the West and that they didn't really necessarily get better, but they didn't get a whole lot worse. Um, they they are, Maybe they're actually a step below that because they did lose some key players, uh, but they also have some long-term contracts on the books. Now they kind of invested in the core, like with the Sorelli contract. But as far as additions go, um, not any real huge additions. Some names Uh, that we know, we and Cole and Namstik
0: have. But are we live?
1: Hey, maybe we just might be.
0: I don't know that we are actually. (laughs) I mean, I think we are on Facebook, but I'm looking at YouTube and our video is not playing. Oh no! Uh, I don't know if something weird happened.
1: Classic Yahir blowing it. (laughs) I'm assuming this is.
2: Think I was talking Um... about the team.
0: You are live on YouTube, so that's it's working. I make sure it didn't go private by accident. It's well, I'm looking at the video right now, and it just says, Yeah, it's gonna be live in eight minutes. So, technical difficulties here. If you're watching, we're gonna figure it out. Um, anyway. While we, uh, while we okay. wait to see that. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll piggyback onto Tampa because this yeah. will all be in the audio pod. Yeah. So yeah, well, it'll be if there. you're listening. <laughs> uh, Tampa, I just thought how to, I mean, I remember on on free agency day, like it was just, uh, it was weird just watching them give out eight year deal after eight year deal after seven year deal after seven year deal to their own guys. Um I mean, they really just kind of said, like, hey, we're going to lock in what we've got here for the next eight years. And then they finally do lose Andre Pilat, which I feel like, like you said, has kind of been a long time coming.
0: Yeah. And it really did feel like they decided, you know what? We're going to lose what we're going to lose. And we're making sure we're going to keep everything else forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Forever.
0: Yeah. Which we'll see how that fully plays out, because it's hard not to feel like Tampa might finally be on the downswing of this cup run. And you know, it's not to say they aren't really good. Still. It's not to say they still can't compete, but you look at those eight year deals and you go five, six, seven years from now, Tampa might be uh, in trouble.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, they look like they're trying to round out this window that they're in. And can we squeeze anything else out of this immediate core? And yeah, I think I think they are kind of starting to look towards the beginning of the end with still some good years in there.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, as we continue through here, the East is in just such a weird spot that I'm not confident who is going to come out on top.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so here's the, as we're still working through this.
0: Yeah, I don't, it might just have to be an audio-only pod yeah. today. I don't know. Hey, there
1: it is. Um, <clears throat> here's the part for me. When you look at the Eastern Conference, <clears throat> I, I think there were teams that did more out East than did out West. But I just don't know. Even Ottawa, who I think has, in my opinion, maybe had the best offseason so far in terms of improving their team. There was just such a big gap between playoff teams and non-playoff teams out east that I mean, like, realistically. Like, like,
0: genuinely 20-point
1: gap. Right. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Is there... Can you do enough to improve any of these teams out east to make up a 20 point gap. And that's between the next closest guy, excuse me, the next closest team. Like they weren't necessarily like knocking on the door. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Right. Like you, the amount of ground you would have to get better by is so significant that uh, you, you already mentioned Ottawa. You look at some of these other teams, the teams that decided, you know what, we're ready to make that push. Had to go out and do five, six, seven different things to really feel like they could make the jump.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and 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 again, I, I'm trying to think of if there's any team that got like demonstrably worse. Um,
0: it's a, Boston feels in a weird spot just because of their old guys, right? Yeah. But, um, you like know. Yeah, yeah. That's a good call.
1: You know, Washington, I think they got better in net. Um, yep. <clears throat> Toronto is Toronto. Tampa, like we were just saying, is still going to be up there. Like, I, I just, even with the moves that Columbus made, even with the moves that Ottawa made, that's a that's a huge gap to try to bridge.
0: Okay. It looks like YouTube is working now. So, hello, YouTube. How you Ew. doing? Uh, now that you're here, we have a bunch of new amazing shirts to show all of you, uh, dude.
1: I hadn't seen some of these.
0: Me either. I, I had not seen, seen them. some. So take a look here. Look at these sexy beasts, dude! Incredible. They're so good. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, stickers. the stickers might be my favorite part. But
2: it's a good call for the people who didn't get the Naz shirt.
0: Exactly. Okay.
1: It's. Oh. Uh, yeah. No. The 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 play on the foot is just
0: yeah. Outstanding! It's uh, it's beautiful. Obviously, if you didn't get in the first round of our uh, our cup champion merch, you can get in on uh, some of these now because you know any any merch with a Stanley Cup on it, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying about it. Obviously, you can go get the shirts right now at the DNVR Locker. The sticker packs as well. Head on over there, check it all out. Amazing stuff. I cannot give d-line enough credit because the shirts he makes are just bangers 10 times yep. out of 10 every time
1: <laughs> those dude those cup ones maybe those are up there those might be some of my favorites that he's ever it's done
0: it's real good it it's real uh real good real hard to argue with some of those uh okay i, saying, I guess we, we can get into like the individual teams yeah well we talked about Who's the worst? And it's like, well, you know, some teams got worse, but it didn't feel like anyone really truly blew it up. Let's go the opposite. Who was the best, and why is it Ottawa? (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean,
1: like honestly, there's there's two or three teams out east that I think have had really good off seasons so far, Mm -hmm. made really smart moves, but like, I, I don't think there's any team in the NHL that. As much as I was just saying, I don't know if it's enough to make up 20, 25 points in the standings. I don't know if there's any team that has improved their roster as much as Ottawa has. I mean, in the last several years, um, Debrink at Drew, uh, I mean, huge, huge upgrades up front.
0: Yep. And it, it, the Drew deal, like by the time free agency hit, everyone kind of knew it was coming but it's not just what they added it's also the savvy deals they got out from matt murray's contract Mm -hmm. and replaced him with cam talbot and cam talbot's not a world beater or anything but that's a solid nhl goaltender that they're not wildly overpaying
1: legitimate upgrade
0: yeah so it's it's hard to argue with the business they've done and and how effective it is um the big tweet obviously that's been circling was organizing their top six forwards and every time you look at that tweet everyone just goes oh that's pretty good
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) not bad isn't it interesting how excuse me now kind of in this last decade the two GM's that were both kind of looked at as like the butt of the joke Yep. have and obviously Ottawa's got to go out and actually do it but have quickly turned bottom feeder teams that looked like really no hope into you know, again, this I guess this is hard to say because Ottawa hasn't actually played, but I mean that roster looks like at least a bare minimum a legitimate playoff contender.
0: And hey, it's hard to argue with the business of it of on yeah. Ottawa's side. Again, performance has to be there, but so far it's hard for Ottawa to have done any better it being the off season.
1: Well and then and then again just you know you talk about the bit of business like that trade for DeBrincat Are you kidding me you don't have to give up a single prospect or player you're just giving up picks
0: Yeah that was uh that was a coup
1: Uh and and even even giving up 7 overall like who cares Yeah getting a 24 year old two time 40 goal scorer
0: That well he's 20 he'll be 25 at the end of this deal so you can lock yeah. him up indefinitely after this year you still <laughs> Feels- rfa right yeah he will be an rfa yeah it's um, just
1: it's just been good good business for them the last number of uh off seasons now this one in particular
0: megan are you on the ottawa train or are you gonna try and they're conv- among my th- okay
2: no they're among my top i kind of made a top three and it was tops between Detroit and Ottawa, but Ottawa is pretty strong just because they didn't have to lose very much to make the additions that they did. Like even the way that they acquired Talbot is really smartly done and looking at some of the departures, there aren't really names that jump off the paper as me as, as being big losses. So I think Jesse makes a great point that the way that they orchestrated this didn't come at the expense of something huge. Well,
1: and, and then, you know the 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 Talbot thing just kind of makes me think of another point. They the trades they made, they went to teams that, I, and I guess I don't know if they necessarily like strategically did this. It was the players that came available. But both the DeBrincat deal and the Cam Talbot deal, to Megan's Megan's point there, like they went to teams that hey you got to get rid of this guy or you are getting rid of this guy. It does you no good to hold on to him. And I think they were able to make deals that maybe cost them a little less because of who they were making a deal with. And just, again, good on them.
0: I think what really sells me on Ottawa is how young – their core is we talked about this with Anaheim in the West where it's like they have some young pieces but they're also intermingling with with guys that are a little bit older and it's hard to see how it lines up granted Claude Giroux is a little bit older but you look at their core and you go Brady Kachuk's 22 Josh Norris is 23 Debrin Cat now is 24 as is Drake Batherson you also have uh, down the list a little bit Thomas Chabot on the back end at 25, Eric Brandstrom, there at 22. Tim Stussel is just 20 on the forward side. It's so many guys that you're saying 25 and under that you're looking at being together for a significant portion of the next half decade. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And, and, and you know, it is always one of those things where like the players have to pop, right? That's something that, that the Avs dealt with for what a decade, where it's like you have all these young players, they got to get there. But with the way that Ottawa has put things together, you got to be feeling good about them. Megan, I'm curious who your third team was.
2: Let me, hold on. (laughs) It was was Columbus was the third. And it's not in the same bracket necessarily as Ottawa and Detroit, but I did think Columbus deserves some credit for the big move that they made with Goudreau.
0: Yeah and we'll talk about both Detroit and Columbus in just a second here, but we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You can go over there, sign up with a new account, use the DNVR code when you sign up, and you get up to a $1,000 bonus. They'll match your sign-up bonus, however much you deposit, up to a $1,000 right now when you use that DNVR code, so you can go bet on anything your heart desires, whether it be NHL Futures, or what's going on in baseball right now, or Ultimate Frisbee Leagues. I saw Snooker is apparently back, which I don't understand the Snooker schedule, but feels like every other week there's some crazy tournament going on in Snooker. So if you know anything about that pool game, is it... So is Snooker pool, or is that billiards, or what's the difference? I don't actually know.
1: I've never even heard of snooker so you're teaching me I something don't know right
2: what now. Snooker is. Okay. So I it's thought snooker was a person. Snooker... Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going with
0: that too. Snooker is that pool game where there's like all the red balls if you've ever seen that. It's played on like the super extra large pool table. So they're like huge compared to like an 8 ball table. <laughs> Jesse's going to google it right now. I'm looking this up. This is what happens when you bet on DraftKings Sportsbook is sports. Whoa! Like that. Yeah. That table's huge. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> anyway, no. if you want if you want to bet on that, or you know, sports you actually know things about, DraftKings Sportsbook is the place. Use code DNVR when you sign up. Must beat twenty one or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred five two two four seven Hundred. Uh, we're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can go get some at your local liquor store right now. Highly recommend. And we're made, I, I don't want to oversell it, but sometime in the next month and a half, two months, the bar will be back open. When does NFL preseason start? I think that's what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, if you come down there, come get some Breck brews with us while we're uh, we're all hanging out in the DNVR Bar 2.0. So. Check it out. Hit up breckbrew.com as well. Uh, Bo being a, being a star today. This he really, is a bit much. He, <laughs> he, he liked I'm... his camera time the other day, so he's he's yeah, ready to he's be exactly. in it. Uh, let's go to Columbus first, because I think, you know, their game plan here really is, is fairly, fairly straightforward. They got Johnny Gaudreau. They got the biggest name that was out there in free agency. It felt a bit out of left field for everyone that they ended up landing him. But it's hard not to say that someone like Gaudreau is a, is a move needle mover. Excuse me. Right. He has to make your team significantly better.
1: One, I think a big part of this too, for the blue jackets was, I mean, like they had just, they'd gone through too many off seasons now where big name players didn't want to stay. Right. Um, you know, you lose Panarin, you lose Dushane, Bobrovsky, then you have Seth Jones. What was that last off season, two off seasons ago saying, Hey, look, I'm not saying you have to trade me, but I'm not, I'm not resigning here. Um, there's questions with line a. And so I think they needed someone to come in and say, not only do I want to play for this team, I want to be in Columbus. I want to be in Columbus long-term. Um, and to me, this was kind of their first, Flag in the ground of of a real. I'm not saying they're tearing it down and starting the rebuild over, but hey, look, this is a place where people want to be. This should be somewhere where guys want to come play. Come play with Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Line stay here to play with Gaudreau. Um I think it was a significant move for him.
0: Well, and and look. Uh, Line A did not file for arbitration. So there's at least a decent conversation going on there. And two, I think they had a very, very solid draft class this year. They get year check at six. They get Manichuk at uh, 12, I think it was. So they're starting to round out some of the youth on their defensive side. And the question is, can they put a team together around these guys? Because you have Goudreau. Great. You have Line A likely coming back. And then you have Jack Roslovic as your 1C. Is that, you know, there still feels like there's some holes for Columbus to solve. Mm -hmm. And if I'm looking at them in the West, I'm going, okay, they made some good moves. They're probably, you know, contending for the playoffs. But, Jesse, you've brought it up a few times now. The gap between the haves and the haves nots in the East is just so big. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, like I said, I, 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 I I really do think this was a move with Johnny Gaudreau targeted for them to be really serious, and I'd be willing to bet they told him this. Not this upcoming season, starting to push the season after, and then really start to push the season after that. So you know, you're two years into his deal. but I, I'm with you. I I think this was kind of their first move in in a long chess match here. Yeah, maybe yeah, you yeah. had them at what three, right for off season?
2: If I'm measuring like who improved the most, but when we're talking about bridging that gap and who is a more immediate contender, they do have a long ways to go. But it is a good investment in the future plan. Hundred percent. I think that's a
0: great way to assess it. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's a great point, though, too. Look, if the bar is low, you can improve a lot and still not be at that playoff contention level. So as far as getting better, absolutely. Columbus got significantly better. Now it's about building on it for them instead of really pushing for whatever kind of contention you want to call it. Um, Can't rush it. Can't take shortcuts. Definitely, definitely. Is
2: learning that lesson
0: <laughs> more than more than a few teams have had to learn that lesson the hard <laughs> way. So we'll see. Uh, on Detroit side, I'm curious how both of you feel about this, and we'll we'll start with Megan on this one since you're the positive one. How do you think this team comes together?
2: Let me see specifically. I didn't like imagining lines specifically.
0: Well, yeah, I, that, we don't have to get that specific. I'm just saying, okay. how do you think it? How do you think it looks as a whole?
2: I think their forward group got significantly better um, with the addition of Kubalik and Andrew Copp, even Dave Perron. Like, no matter how you feel about him as a person, <laughs> um, and then even their defense, like they have such a young and promising defenseman insider. And then the addition um, of tarot just kind of rounds out the decor a little bit, too. I think they improved both in the front and the back end.
0: For me, honestly, Detroit kind of felt like the vultures of this free agency, right? Any guy who came off of his team and was like, oh, my team wouldn't give me a deal. They were like, yeah, him. Just throw money <laughs> at that guy. So they, they found ways to do it. I agree with you on the forward side. I think they did get significantly better. The cop deals especially I think will really do wonders for them. I am not as convinced on the defensive side. I'm not a lover of Chirot. I don't think only Mata is a particularly good defense for two and a half million dollars. But and again, Detroit is one of those teams where the bar is the floor, right? It's easy for them to move in the right direction, but mm-hmm. I, I'm curious how they actually perform.
1: To me, it's they added a lot of, you know, Megan was sitting there just reading off those names and like they added just a lot of meat and potatoes guys. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I, I like I like Andrew Cop. Uh, you know, I like him a lot. All those other guys, they're just good. They're solid guys to have around. I'm with you on Sharat. I thought people got a little carried away with Sharat, but to have that guy second pairing guy, I am I, as as much as it pains me. Uh, I'm a big Mo Cider guy. That kid's the real deal. Um, you know, so I, I think they added a lot of good guys that will that will build around. I don't think they added any centerpieces, but they added just so many good quality guys that uh yeah, I'm 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 with I'm with you guys. They they especially on the forward side, they move things in the right direction. Um Ville Husso, I think it's going to be an interesting one because I still don't think this is a, a playoff team. So how – I mean, what does he do for you? Does he move the needle in any significant way? Um, can he play at a level that maybe gets the Red Wings in the playoff conversation? Um, I, I do like a lot of their moves, and I think what both of you guys said, like they improved their offense with a bunch of guys who were kind of getting the shaft from their their current team.
0: And for what it's worth – potentially not done. They have yeah. 10 and a half million left to spend. They do need to sign Phillips Zidane, but he won't take up that much of that cap space. And look, we're breaking all of this down. We said the same thing over the West. Yeah. It's been long enough that teams have made significant moves, but we're still expecting that second wave of signings to come any day now. Mm-hmm. So we may have to reassess some of these teams by the end of the week. We'll just have to mm-hmm. see. Um, uh, the part that's interesting to me for Detroit is they do feel stuck in that middle sense where they're trying to come out of the rebuild, but they don't really have a ton of pick capital left. So they, I do think they fall into one of those teams where they need to start seeing some prospect graduations, right? obviously they got Marco Casper this year, a couple of other guys down the line for them. Joe Valeno still has kind of been a tweener. We'll see exactly how that looks for them, but they've taken a hockey team that, you know, five, six years ago was extremely old and they've went through the dark period and they're starting to come out of it now. So,
1: well, you know, the other thing I like with some of their moves and and Megan, you were going to say something a minute ago and I kind of cut you off. Uh, these are some decent deadline, uh, you know, pieces over the next couple of years. Yep. You know, maybe not me, or maybe not. They're not going to unload any this year, but these are some guys that over the next year to two years, they didn't give out too many, you know, ridiculous contracts. Um, that maybe you can, maybe there's going to be a market for David Perron. Maybe there's going to be a market for Ben Chirot. Um, You can kind of regain some of that that draft capital as they kind of continue through their their process here, but um yeah, you I, know I, I like their moves.
0: Yep. I, I again solid still a little bit curious how it all fits together in the regular season though. And mm-hmm. and maybe look, maybe it doesn't fit together and they're like, yeah, hey, look we got Olimata on a one-year deal. Then we're going to ship him off at the deadline. We, Tyler Bertuzzi oh, wow. expires next year. We're going to ship him off at the deadline. Mm-hmm. This could be, this could be the year where they acquire a ton of picks. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: was there something you wanted to add Megan? I I don't know.
2: It's you kind of touched on it. It was smartly done. Like it wasn't at the expense of any huge name departing. And there's some pretty short-term contracts here. Even for on a are just on two years. Like, It didn't, other than the expense of some immediate cap space, it was pretty smartly orchestrated how this all came together. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, good moves out east, just all over the place.
0: For the most part, yes. The other team I did want to get into, and I'm curious where you guys think they fall, is New Jersey. Because it did feel like they were one of the very active teams as well. Now they ended up losing out on the the Gaudreau sweepstakes. So they're another team that kind of had some money stashed away that what are they still gonna do with it? But they're the team that landed Andre Pilat coming out of Tampa Bay. Uh, a team that it feels like they're a couple years into the young guys playing for them, right? They have the Jack Hughes of the world trying to push them forward did they do enough to actually push for the playoffs?
1: Yeah. I think you can tell by both of the look <laughs> on both of our faces. Uh, th- th- this was a team. The comment that just came in right there, I think is spot on. They did not step forward or backward. They just, they stepped. They, 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 they stepped laterally. Like I just, th- you know, the Palat signing, like, cool. Like that's great. You also re upped Mason Geertsen. Like, Mason Geertzen is going to be in your lineup this year. Yeah. Like, that's not to be too much of a shot at Mason Geertsen, but like, you know, I, I, I they're they're hedging their bets with VTech Vanacek, who was just not given a qualifying offer. Um, you know, I, I just, I thought New Jersey was a weird choice for Palat. I, I don't think he moves the needle there very much. Um, you know, despite him being a a good solid player, I feel like he, he was perfectly cast to a different extent. I think he's, I think he's a better all around player than Jonas Donskoy, but similar kind of thing where it's just, he fit in. So like Jonas Donskoy fit in so well in Colorado that going somewhere else, you knew, I don't think anyone saw it being two goals. But, you know, you knew it was going to be a step back. For me, it's kind of the same thing with Palai. He was able to kind of blend into the mix there. Um, he really fit their play style well. Uh, this is a team that I still think has big problems on on defense that, you know, they've got a good, what is it, right side? Um, I mean, they but, did
0: end John Marino, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, and and, and they've got, um, you know, Dougie Hamilton. Like Like, they've got a fine right side. Their left side really isn't made up of anything that great. Jack Hughes.
0: Graves is your number one lefty. Not great.
1: Right. Jack Hughes, you know, I mean, he's making steps in the right direction, but the injuries looked like he was maybe going to start living up to that contract in its first year, but the injuries just limited him. And I, I don't know, you know, they got to figure out what they're doing with Jesper Brat. Um, it's going to be interesting. I-, I-, I just, I, 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 I don't think they did anything of, of major consequence.
0: To that last point, Jesper Bratt, Jesper Broquist and Miles Wood, all RFAs that they still need to sign. So they do have some internal work left to do. Megan, you tend to, to be the positive one so far on this show. Can you give us a little hope for New Jersey, or are you burying them?
2: I had them in the middle tier just because they were – so far have been pretty conservative in what they've decided to do outside of Palat. There just hasn't really been a big addition or a big departure. Um, just some depth signings, which is great. You know, it doesn't make the team worse, but it doesn't really improve them. Other than Palat improving the forward group, they haven't done very much.
0: Okay. So lack hard. of aggression is, is the negative there a little bit for sure.
2: Yeah. Cause they have <laughs> a gap to bridge and want to be competitors. And so they, they have more room to take bigger risks and they just didn't do a whole lot.
0: It, it definitely did feel a little bit like they really thought they were going to get Johnny Gaudreau. And when yeah. they didn't, there was no plan B. So,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you know, he, I, I don't know if the episode came out or, or what, I just saw the clip on Twitter, but Gaudreau went on spitting chiclets at some point in the last 24 or 48 hours. And he straight up said like, we hadn't really heard from Columbus. We were hashing out a deal with the Devils, um, and then Yarmo Kekalinen called back, and I basically told him he said that he told his agent, "Like, yeah, drop everything you're doing, get that deal done. That's where I want to go." So I'm, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, uh, I think they were banking on a, a big injection of skill to play next to Jack Hughes. And
0: whoops, boy, that would be a small top line between Hughes yeah. and Gaudreau. Yeah, that would have been interesting.
1: Not a lot of uh, not a lot of beef there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. We are brought to you by Foco. You can go to Foco.com right now to get all of your official team merch in Colorado. Obviously, you know, abs have the have the cup stuff. They got amazing bobbleheads. But you can also get your Broncos, your Rockies, your Nuggets all hooked up from Foco.com. Highly recommend you go check them out. If, if not, for nothing else, just like the curiosities, the random memorabilia they have is kind of wild. They have all sorts of cool stuff over there. Uh, they, they're the ones who did the uh, out of 200 Joe Sackick bobblehead. So hope exactly. you uh, got in on that limited, uh, limited time offer from them. But a bunch of other amazing stuff, too, at Foco.com. Uh, and, of course, also brought to you by Sexy Pizza. You can go on over to one of their five locations in the Denver metro area. Absolutely delicious stuff. Look, I'm a simple guy. I just like a little bit of pepperoni on my pizza. It doesn't need to be anything complicated. But if you like the jalapeno cream cheese or the they did the uh, like what would the white sauce with mm, yeah some kind of pasta pizza nonsense that I don't even Pe- know. Yeah, yeah, there was a pesto, pesto one. one. For sure. So they got some wild pizzas. If you look into their philanthropies, which they also sell, and some of the proceeds go to uh, plans and projects in Colorado that that help people out. So, again, be sure to check out Sexy Pizza. You can order online at sexy.pizza today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I asked you who the best teams in free agency were. Now I'm going to simplify it. Who are the best three teams in the East today? Um, I'm assuming Tampa's still in the top three somewhere.
1: Tampa's still my number one.
2: I still give Carolina some credit too.
1: Carolina, yep. So, so yeah, it's probably Tampa, Toronto, Carolina.
0: Are my three. Okay.
1: In some order. I, uh,
0: Toronto's nope. such a hard one, right? Because they're no, such I a good know. hockey team, but they can't get out of the first round. Uh, as, as Megan's camera is going on. Adventure. I don't know why
2: zooms. <laughs> when I receive an incoming call, it zooms in when it brings it back in. I'm going to be right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, technology is the best. I, there's no way Buffalo's top three. Um, yeah.
1: I, I really like what Buffalo's doing, especially the way they ended, uh, um, last season. Yeah. But I think they still got a ways to go. I, and I guess, yes, the, the, the comment from The Juice. I, I still do like Toronto. I think they're a good team, but Matt Murray is, he's going to make or break that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That uh, everything Toronto does, it's either going to be great because Matt Murray exceeded expectations, or it's not going to matter because Matt Murray, it was bad.
1: What uh, What are you guys thinking on Montreal? No, don't like it.
2: I, I like in terms think of like the done gonna... in free agency, or, mm-hmm. or, or just or just just
1: since the drafts, <laughs> s- s- starting with the Slavkovsky pick to now.
0: Yeah, so like the Slavkovsky pick was interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. if it were me, I would have taken Chainwright ten times out of ten. But then they turn around and go trade for Kirby Doc on the back end of it, so it starts to make a little bit more sense. Yeah, yeah. But also, ultimately, I think this is a team that's looking at Connor Bedard this year. I think so? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Megan,
2: I have big concerns about goaltending. I don't know. Yeah, where that stands for them with price. And I think Montembeau is a great up and coming young goaltender. That's a lot of pressure to put on him. So I think they're in a good position. I forget the other team we were talking about like this. It might be Columbus where there are pieces being laid right now to build for a better Mm -hmm. future, but it's hard for them to be immediately competitive into next season.
1: Yeah. I'll give them, I'll give them one, one bit where I really thought it was some good business uh, was finding a way to get out of the, Shea Weber deal.
0: Yeah, that was definitely wise. And that one felt like a win-win, right? Because Vegas is like, hell yeah, LTIR. I'll take that. Yeah, and then who did they
1: get or what did they get in return? Uh, Let's find out. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. I I just remember being impressed that they were able to get rid of that Weber deal
0: straight away. It was... oh yeah that's uh, right Dadinov. Dadinov. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: that's right that's right that's why that's that's why I liked it because I think that's a good player um so yeah with with the addition of doc uh and Dadanov, uh I think it was good all
0: right I did want to circle back first Megan uh, yeah. your third team
2: it'll
0: time yeah oh Little robot-y. I Thought I had
2: escaped this one because I I was a little torn on my thirteen. What um, uh, is it better now?
0: It is the the audio is good at least. Oh, yeah.
2: No. Is it better now?
1: I can hear you and you're you're caught up. I could tell you were behind a minute ago, and you I think you're better now.
2: I hope your computer I hope so. just said I think f this head...
1: halfway through the show
2: can you hear me better now it yes. just I can mm-hmm. re-enter I'm gonna
1: I think it should be fine oh Away go? we go
0: while we're waiting for Megan I did want to circle back to Carolina uh obviously their big steal was getting Max Pacioretty from Vegas for literally nothing
1: or actually nothing not like the metaphorical oh they gave up almost nothing no like
0: Actually, nothing. (laughs) Impressive. Impressive work. (laughs) On the flip side, they also decided they wanted to go out and get Brent Burns? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: Megan. Yeah, Megan looks like you're
0: working. Uh, If you have Carolina thoughts, go off, but I'm not letting you off the hook for that third team.
2: I, okay, so the more that I thought about it, I wanted to admit kind of a squirrely answer um, with Boston. Interesting. It's mostly because of Jim Montgomery at the helm that I really Uh, want to be a competitive season for them. But as far as like what they've done in the offseason to change as a team, there's not a lot going on there. So that makes it a little harder for me to justify. But
1: the Montgomery, that's a huge hire though. I'm with you. that's that's a big hire for for Boston in my opinion.
0: it's I, I think it's a great point for numerous teams across the league. you know, a lot of the time we tend to get caught up in a free agency on all oh, this player, that player, this player, a bunch of teams change coaches like a week before free agency. Mm-hmm. So there's a significant impact on teams and how they're going to play on that front as well and and I think we're all in agreement that you know, Montgomery and maybe like, Barry trots were probably the two big coaches out there this off season. So, yep.
1: yeah, no, but I, I, I think that's, um, I, I think that's a good call Megan. Cause I think that'll have a bigger impact than people think.
0: When you, you've you already seen like underneath some of the positive impact that's coming out there. Jake Debraska said, I don't want to be traded anymore. I want to stay here in Boston now. So it does feel like internally there are some positives coming out of there. As we mentioned earlier, obviously, what are they going to do with Krejci? What are they going to do with Bergeron? We'll see if they actually bring those guys back or what ends up happening. But Boston already has plenty of pieces in place too, right? You're talking about Pasta and Marchand and, and on the back end, uh, they have McAvoy as well as others. So it, it doesn't feel like it would take a ton for them to be properly competitive.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> yep. Um, Where are you guys at with Philly?
0: Burnt to the ground.
2: Yeah. Philly's well, kind of on the bottom of my list. <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> Islanders, but at the bottom.
1: You're like, I've got several lists here, and I Philly's at the bottom lists. of all of them.
2: <laughs> I feel really badly, but there, there's just, I guess that's one where a coaching change could could be of impact. I don't know.
1: The, that to me, and I don't know, maybe <sighs> let, me, let me know if you guys think this is extreme. They, they seem like they need a kind of a top to bottom reset. Things feel like they've just kind of gone stale. Um, and and you're know, like, what's their identity, right? They used to be like the rough and tumble flyers. Who are the Philadelphia flyers?
0: I'm not sure they know at this point. Right, right. And now, to be fair, they did bring in John Tortorella on the coaching side. However, you feel about torts will we'll likely color it one way or another. But <laughs> Your big free agency acquisition was Nick Deloria, right?
1: And 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 like and that's like part of the problem because it's like, oh, Nick a good, you know, he's a flyer, Broad Street bullies. It's like, yeah, but you're missing twenty other guys like that.
0: You're also wasting years of Tra- Travis Konechny's life, like,
1: right, right, <laughs> like, like. I, I like John Tortorella. Um, but like to me, both of the, the both John Tortorella and Nick DeLaurier, those are like they're old school moves for the sake of being old school moves. Yep.
0: I agree. It it's doesn't a get you any closer. A, yeah. It, it feels a little old, old boys club to me Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Um, it it's just hard to, when you're a team that's in a situation like Philly, someone has to get the ear of the management and say you can't keep half and halfing this. You can't keep hedging your bets. You need to either do something big and try and be competitive or blow it up. You can't mm-hmm. go down the middle and sign Nick Delorier to a four-year deal and expect to be competitive. <laughs> right. So...
1: Hey. And then, you know, and then they do the press conference after, and they say they were never actually in on Gaudreau.
0: Yeah, that um, was wild. Wild.
1: Yeah, and they're like, we just knew that that would be too much money and blah, 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 blah. It's just. Yeah, and then they bring in Tony D'Angelo where it's just like. Yeah. You need, oh. if you weren't, if, if weren't going to like substantially upgrade your roster, you needed a PR win. And you blew Especially,
2: it. Yeah, because that's a lot of personalities in the locker room too that could no, make for no. extra PR. <laughs> yeah. And Tony D.
0: Well, and I guess maybe their biggest question going into the year is, who the hell is Carter Hart? Is he the guy yeah. you got those first couple years that you're like, oh, he's for real, or is he this 900ish goaltender that can't bail you out? So it, it just feels like they have problems at every single position. And yeah. it's really hard to go forward when you're like that. Uh, Megan, when you don't
1: know what hole to plug first.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> if the boat's leaking in seven spots, it's not going to matter <laughs> if you plug one. Uh, Megan, you have the Islanders below the Philly team that we just ripped apart. So <laughs> well, th- explain to me why.
2: I don't think they've done anything. I just have a big question mark next to signed and maybe I needed to look into that more, but
1: no, nope. They haven't, they haven't signed a single free agent.
2: It's just literally signed question mark. I don't know what they've done. Um, So I I don't think they're finished, but I also think they're um, in a difficult spot cap wise. If I'm remembering them correctly in my list too, that they um, haven't done very much and they don't have a lot of room to do very much.
0: So they have eleven million, but they need to sign Romanov, they need to sign Dobson, and they need to sign Kiefer Bellows. So that eleven million's probably more like three million. <laughs> right. That's bad. So yeah, it I they just I look, they went out and got Romanov in a trade. Fair enough.
2: Uh, yeah. But yeah.
0: beyond that, you're right. It's the same team that it was last year. And that team was bad. So. Well, dude,
1: and, and like, I, you know, I know AJ, you know, was was like, well, maybe pump the brakes and that, but like, I I really do. I just think that Lula Morello is getting to the point where he's, he's getting outmaneuvered here a little bit. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple different players who's, you know, who they were tied to on free agency day that went somewhere else. And it seemed like they did not have any kind of backup plan. Um, there's a what little is out there on Nazem Kadri. A couple people suggesting the Islanders are in on him. For me, I'm kind of like, why? Is that just wanting to make a move for the sake of making a move? Um, yeah, I mean, th- this, th- this seems like kind of a team that ended up in a place they weren't expecting to last year, and now we're just kind of like, ah, ha, ha, what do we do?
0: Yeah, I... And look, there are other ways to solve these problems. They could look at trades potentially down the line, but what do you get excited about for New York? If you're right. looking at this off season, you're just like, cool, cool, cool. So we did nothing. I, I don't know. I I don't know how you feel good about the direction of the team at that point. I
1: mean, literally and, nothing. They haven't, they haven't signed a single free agent.
0: And like, to be fair, the abs only signed internal guys. Sure, but that's a team that won the Stanley Cup versus the team that missed playoffs. So,
1: (laughs) right, yeah, it's uh, and and I don't know. I mean, maybe this is their way of saying, "Hey, we we truly believe that we're a better team than what we showed last year, and things just went wrong." Because I do think they also had somewhat of an unfortunate season. Um, You know, in addition to some some things not being put together well in that roster, but um yeah, I don't know when you miss the playoffs by that much, you got to do something to, to shake it up and nothing.
0: Yep. It's, I mean, we'll see. You... Beautiful thing about hockey is nothing gets decided in the off season. Sometimes things just, fall into place in the regular season and, and teams perform well, regardless of, of any of that. But yeah. uh, as we start to wind down the show here, was there anything else in the East or in the West, if you want to talk about when it comes to free agency here?
2: Um,
1: there was a team out West that someone said something earlier. I think it was when we were talking about the Flyers. Nothing that important. No, I'm good. Just, no, just waiting know. for this cadre stuff.
0: Yeah and again you know that's we're stuck in this weird room where hopefully sometime this week we're going to have a pod about the rest of the stuff that happens in this free agency whether that be Kadri or the dominoes that fall behind Kadri or you know any of the decently named defensemen still out there so
1: and then i guess uh ah uh... In in light of this one, uh, I not really much on this. Apparently, someone went on a radio station earlier and said that it sounds like talks have kind of soured between Calgary and Kachuk, and that there it sounds like maybe there's some some uh, traction picking up on a potential trade this week of Matthew Kachuk. But we'll see.
2: What has happened in Calgary between? Yeah. <clears throat>
1: I mean that that may be a team that just won the Pacific and may suddenly be shifting to rebuild, yeah, like at the drop of a hat. Ah, <laughs> that- uh, yeah, we talked about Vanacek uh, going to the Devils, uh, and then yeah, the one other one, I guess, last thing. Uh, yeah, I like what Washington did. I I think Kemper's a good, st- sturdying presence. Ah, uh, wouldn't have gone five years though.
0: Is Calgary like the warning? Is Calgary the alternate dimension avalanche? Oh, no. The, the team that like was on the upswing, put together a great core, could never get out of the second round and is now falling apart.
2: What made me think of the parallel is what we've seen in difficulty and convincing players like Giroud to come to Colorado. Like it's a question mark to us what the selling point wasn't for him where they fall short but other than that i hate to think of the parallels between these two
1: <laughs> well the, it's just it's the it's the ultimate cautionary tale right about like how you have to you have to keep doing things right um i i don't know if they if they truly thought they could keep goudreau then maybe it's different um you know if if, if they genuinely thought based on the conversations that They were going to be able to hold on to Johnny Gaudreau. And it wasn't going to be a problem, but like you're building, you're building, you're building. And then one thing goes wrong. Just kind of shows you how fragile these house of cards are.
0: Yep. It doesn't take a lot. Uh, We do have one super chat here. $2 from Miss truly saying Eastern conference, boo, Megan. Yes. Yes. I, I believe that's you. Yas. Yas.
2: <laughs> I love you, Miss Julie. I can't right. wait training camp.
0: Yeah, I, it it's weird, very weird spot we're in right now because mm-hmm. it's been long enough that everyone's like, "All right, I, I, look, we could watch some hockey. I'm I'm ready to watch some actual hockey." But at the same time, we're all sitting here like, "Come on, Nas, let's I, free agency needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get this over with." <laughs> so that's uh, that's the way it goes in the offseason Sometimes we're gonna wrap this one up. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us. There's one last shot of Bow for you. Uh, <laughs> the cute doggo bringing in all the fans. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Be sure to go get your cup collection stuff. All uh, look. Just all of its aces. Can't recommend all of them enough. Go get some of that. Look, even we even have a long sleeve. We don't we don't have many long sleeve shirts. I'm just saying those are those are rare around here in DNVR. So go get yourself some. We love all of you and we will talk to you on the next one.